are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Friday edition of Locked On Dolphins, brought to you by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also watch an entire game in just under 45 minutes thanks to condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. We are talking the dynamics of the New England Patriots versus the Miami Dolphins, how each outcome happens this week, where the Dolphins win, the Patriots win, how the pieces of the puzzle are going to end up fitting together. But before we get there, the Dolphins released a powerful video on Thursday evening explaining the team's decision as to why they will be staying in the locker room for the national anthem. And this purpose behind this decision is rooted in looking for more action and less pomp and circumstance and trivial actions, as it's worded in the the video, by the NFL. This video was powerful, and it featured so many prominent Dolphins players, including young talents like Mike Isecki and Christian Wilkins, and team captains like Elan and Roberts, Kyle Van Noy, and Bobby McCain, the faces of the 2020 Miami Dolphins. This, this team's leaders were took it upon themselves, and this young talent took it upon themselves to explain to the world, we want action, we want tangible change. And Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores also made an appearance, closing the video saying, before the media starts wondering and guessing, they just answered all your questions, we'll just stay inside. Dolphins coming to this decision collectively as a team, deciding it is the best course of action for their team. Clearly, Brian Flores is on board with this idea. It will mirror what we saw the Houston Texans do. Houston Texans uh, on Thursday night decided themselves to stay in the locker room until it was time for kickoff so that their messaging is not lost and misconstrued. Speaking of the Houston Texans, don't know if you know this, Dolphins fans, but the Miami Dolphins currently own the number one pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, courtesy of the Houston Texans, because Houston got smacked last night on Thursday night football. This ended up being a two-touchdown differential between the teams, but let me tell you, it was not that close. So if you're a Dolphins fan, obviously we talked about this a little bit on Thursday's show. You are rooting really hard for anybody playing the Houston Texans. <laughs> and the good news, based off of last night's game, is Houston looked completely lost on both sides of the football. Both sides of the football. They had no idea how to counter Kansas City quick game. They're trying to play soft coverage when they get ahead of the sticks and they can't close down and tackle. Offensively, they looked lost without DeAndre Hopkins. Brandon Cooks had uh, a good series in the first half, good series of plays, and that was it. Kenny Stills terribly misplayed a football in the air. Now, granted, it's a sample size of 1 of 16. There's a lot that's going to change, and as the season goes on, Houston will 
undoubtedly get their footing underneath of them much more. Offensive line, Titus Howard, right tackle. Frank Clark abused him in pass protection. Laramie Tunsil had a false start, or was at least credited with a false start. I'll be fair to Laramie. I don't think it was actually him that moved. This Houston looked bad, and that's good news for Miami because the worse that they are, the better that pick is. So that's a little subplot for us to continue to monitor throughout the course of the season. Oh, by the way, you go home and you have to play the Baltimore Ravens in week two if you're Houston. Their schedule does not soften up. The first month of the season for Houston is unbelievably difficult. So they looked as bad as they looked last time, uh, last night. They have to host Baltimore, and then they have to go to Pittsburgh, and then they host Minnesota. They get a layup home game against the Jaguars, and then you got to go on the road to play Tennessee and host Green Bay. Yikes. There is a very real chance the Houston Texans are facing a rocky 2-4 and four type of start. And if they are, man, just go 500 the rest of the way. You're talking 7-9. and nine. Be a top 15 pick for the Miami Dolphins before you know it. This season, get football on your time thanks to NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all the plays in just 45 minutes thanks to condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place, and NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. So go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Doesn't matter whether you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable tube squeeze. CBD Recover gives CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and get everything CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Once again, that is CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONNFL for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. So let's talk about how this game is going to go for the Dolphins and Patriots. One thing we know about the Patriots, their defense is going to try to dictate the line of scrimmage. 
their defense is going to play very tight press man coverage, and their defense is going to blitz you. That is how they are going to manufacture their wins. And because they've got young players on the edge, I don't think they're necessarily going to rely strictly on athletes to be athletes and go out there and take over football game. I think the New England Patriots in this football game on offense are going to run a ton of QB power. This is a brand new toy for Josh McDaniels. McDaniels wanted to have a running quarterback when he was in Denver that had power components to his game. I think you will see Cam Newton be given the opportunity to not just beat the Dolphins with his arm, but beat the Dolphins with his legs. Now, this is the kind of quarterback in the past that has routinely given the Dolphins fits. How do the Dolphins counter this? You have to hope first and foremost that your personnel is well-suited to tackling a big, powerful body in one-on-one in the opening field. I would be willing to go as far as to say the team who tackles better will win this football game. You cannot let your linebackers bounce off of Cam and give up a bunch of explosive plays after contact. It will cripple the defensive impact. So, that is priority number one. Julian Edelman, expect him to play. He's dealing with a little bit of a, I believe it's a lingering knee issue. He'll play. He's the primary receiver. Between him and James White, it's the same usual suspects in the passing game. I don't think the tight ends are going to have overwhelming effectiveness. They're both rookies, Asai Asai and Dalton Keene, both third-round picks for the Patriots this year. But the Patriots are going to look to get the ball into their playmakers' hands. Cam's very effective throwing to backs out of the backfield. You got a slippery guy in the slot in Edelman that's going to constantly be in Cam's face because he's working over the middle. He's working intermediate routes. Things get off schedule. Who's the first guy he's probably going to find? Probably Julian Edelman. So you got to plaster him in the slot. Don't let him get on top of your toes and you're flat-footed and he's running these option routes. Get on him at the line of scrimmage. Sit in his hip. Stay disciplined. You got to blanket him. Easier said than done, of course. Um, that's how a guy like Edelman gets like 100 catches last year and 1,100 yards. But from Miami's standpoint, that ha- those have to be the priorities when New England has the ball. Defensively, the Dolphins appear to be in good shape. I think their secondary matches up well in its entirety against the Patriots. Um, the safeties, Eric, he's talked this offseason about his run fits. He's going to get tested in him because with the QB dynamics, the Patriots are going to have an extra gap to work with. So Eric's going to have to be really crisp on his run fits to make sure he's getting down into the box and maintaining gap integrity. Because if Eric misses, 
when he goes to fill that extra gap and they're running QB power up the middle with an extra blocker because it's QB run game, you do not want to see Bobby McCain try to square up Cam in one-on-one. I like Miami's matchup relative to the offensive tackles. Isaiah Wynn, former first-round pick for the Patriots at left tackle. He's had trouble staying healthy, so he hasn't gotten a ton of reps. And on the other side, they lost Marcus Cannon to an opt-out. So you've got Jermaine Illuminor. It sounds like Yanni Kajust is going on IR, another potential candidate at right tackle. So there's going to be inexperience on the right side. They're going to have a wall from guard to guard. We knew that coming in. That was always going to be the case. I think Miami, from a matchup perspective, against the receivers in the passing game, I think they've got enough massive bodies that they can make a mess of the interior. I don't think New England's well-positioned to run for like 200 yards against them in between the tackles with traditional run game. That's Dolphins are in fairly good shape from a personnel perspective, at least when New England has the ball. If Cam's going to be a superhero, okay. We need to see that first, and that's what you would be betting on. Guy who has played two football games since the end of 2018, and now he's in a new system, and he's been hurt a ton. If he's going to show up and be Superman, okay, we'll... We'll cross that bridge when we get there. As far as when the Dolphins have the ball, we need everybody healthy. So Gasecki, who's on the injury report for a glute, Preston Williams, he's listed on the injury report for a knee. I suspect he'll be fine. Devontae Parker for the hamstring. They've tried to be on top of this. I'll tell you, this is it's a scary proposition to know Devontae's got a soft tissue injury because these are the kinds of things that have derailed him in the past. Now, Devontae's older, wiser. We're hoping he's taking care of his body. We're hoping the Dolphins caught this early enough where this will not be a big-time lingering issue for him, but it's something to watch. So we'll, we'll just have that awareness that, you know, in an ideal world, Devontae doesn't have a bum hammy right now, but he does. How does he look if he plays? We need all hands on deck from a skill player perspective because this is an area where the Dolphins don't have a great deal of depth right now. We knew that. We left the 2019 season saying, wow, wide receiver and tight end is probably one of the better position groups on this team. And then we got to the start of the 2020 season and they didn't really address tight end other than adding Adam Shaheen. And they didn't really address wide receiver other than adding Malcolm Perry and Lynn Bowden, who's probably not even going to be ready to play because they just got him. We say, wow, this is probably an area of the team that could use uh, a little something-something to it. Well, we're not going to get that now. We're going to have to wait. Which makes the health and durability of all the players who are eligible to play all that much more important. Miami's blueprint is going to be, go ahead and tackle us in space. They're a spacing offense. They're going to stretch you out. They'll find soft spaces, get the ball out quick, 
And it can go either way, right? Because to be completely honest, I thought the Kansas City Chiefs from the majority of the game were perfectly content to get the ball out in under two and a half seconds. I saw at one point in last night's game against Houston, Mahomes was 10 of 11 for 78 yards and touchdown in snap to release under two and a half seconds. I think that was just in the first half. That's how the Dolphins are are probably going to want to play this. And we've talked about this in this style of offense and why it's important to help mitigate opposing pass rushes. It's for exactly this reason. You're not going to get touched a whole lot when the ball is out under two and a half seconds. The problem is the Dolphins don't have Kansas City Chief level athletes with the ball in their hands. They just don't. So now it falls on to can you play with physicality and play through that first contact and tackle attempt and win that rep? And if you can win at first contact and create the chunk yardage plays, we're going to be in good shape. If you can't and they get you to the ground every single time where you you catch the ball, you turn upfield, you get tackled, and you fall forward for a yard and a half. We're going to need more juice than that in the open field. And because of the spacing, you can bet your ass that's how they're going to play it. They're going to stretch the field. I'm excited to see all the pieces at play, especially with the running game, which we have not talked about yet. There is a big opportunity for the Dolphins in this football game to attack a young, inexperienced safety in Kyle Duggar and to attack a linebacker crew that has been completely picked over. If I'm the Dolphins, I'm trying to work the ball into the middle of the field. Because Kyle Duggar, second-round rookie from Lenore Ryan, he played on a very small level of competition. I want to give him a baptism by fire. Welcome to the NFL, Rook. We got Jawan Bentley at linebacker. Stepping in for Donta Hightower. Kyle Van Noy gone. Elaine Roberts, gone. Danny Shelton, nose tackle. He's gone. He went to Denver. His replacement, Bo Allen, not practicing right now. The void is up the middle. So take advantage of all this freaking beef that you've added this season on the line of scrimmage and run the ball down their throat. I'll be disappointed if we can't do it to some degree. Because that's the whole point of this investment this offseason. Stretch the field, we're going to get thin boxes, and we're going to run into it. And you better be more physical than our guys between the tackles. Well, you get a starting five up front for the Dolphins of Austin Jackson, Eric Flowers, Ted Karras, Solomon Kinley, and Jesse Davis. That's a lot of beef, guys. We're talking 330 pounds per player on average. If you can't threaten the Patriots up the middle with all the investments that you made, and Jordan Howard, a really good between-the-tackles runner, it's going to be a long day on offense. You to break tackles in space, and you got to run between the tackles. That's the blueprint. Whether or not it gets executed or not, we will see. Of course, earlier this week, I did do the schedule prediction. 
And my schedule prediction has this down as a loss for the Dolphins. That does not mean this is a lost cause. I've explained very clearly what the Dolphins need to do on both sides of the ball to come out with the dub. Of course, we should not sleep on special teams the third phase of the game. You can't have any Matt Hack shanks. Jason Sanders needs to continue his positive progression from an accuracy perspective. You continue to make your longer kicks. Take advantage of it. The Dolphins brought in a ton of fresh faces that are going to play a lot of special teams in the kick coverage role. Fejdalem, Frazier. We kept Matt Collins on the active roster specifically for this kind of role. You got to show up. And I know it's it's super dumb and it's super simplified to say, oh, you got to run the ball. You got to tackle better than the other team. But that's it. That That's the blueprint. And whoever does those two things, Patriots with QB power or Dolphins with some zone read-esque, maybe RPO-type concepts, and then just running downhill between the tackles. Whoever does that better and whoever tackles better in this football game in both defensive and special teams phases of the game is going to be your winner. I'm looking forward to breaking down all of the action from Sunday with all of you on Sunday, so I hope you will hit subscribe on the podcast and come back and see us. We'll do game recap, then we have Power to the Pot on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, we'll look to uh, Locked On Bills with Joe Marino for a little bit of a Locked On episode crossover to preview the upcoming game. We're into the flow now. Welcome to the 2020 season. I hope you'll take this ride with me. I'm going to enjoy it very much. and I will enjoy speaking with each and every one of you who does tag along. Kyle Crab signing off. Go Dolphins. Fins up. Good luck this weekend. And here's to a victory Monday when we next talk.